What is going on, Pooch Crew? Thank you for being here for episode 117 of the Poochie Podcast. We're going to take a look at the Jaguars versus San Francisco 49ers matchup coming up on Sunday, actually 1 p.m., 10 p.m., or 10 a.m. kickoff Pacific time for the 49ers. And this game is on Fox. So if you're in Jacksonville, you're trying to watch the game, just remember this game is going to be on Fox, being that the 49ers are the away team. They get the TV rights. They are an NFC team. They are on Fox. Therefore, the Jaguars will be on Fox. So now that we have the network figured out, I know that can get confusing for some NFL fans out there who are consistently always putting on CBS for the Jaguar games. Now that we have that figured out, let's look at some trends real quick for this game. First of all, the Jaguars have lost 13 straight games versus NFC opponents. They are 0-13 in their last 13 attempts with their last victory coming week one of 2018 against the New York Giants. I think that was a game a lot of us remember as being the hopeful game coming off the 2017 season. Starting that season, 2018, 1-0 was a big deal for us. We would then go on to plummet from there, as we all know, and there would be locker room issues. But nonetheless, I remember being at that game, very rainy game, very interesting game uh, that the Jaguars pulled out at the end. So the Jaguars 0-13 last 13 attempts versus NFC teams, and they're only 7-43 in their last 50 games versus NFC opponents, which is just an awful percentage, to be honest. Just 7 for 50, uh, well, well below 20%. Uh, of games against NFC opponents. So this is a get right game versus the NFC for the Jags. I guess you could say the Jaguars are 0-2 against the NFC this year with that loss to the Seahawks, as well as a loss to the Cardinals coming back. I believe it was week three of this season. And the 49ers have won three straight games against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last Jaguars victory versus the 49ers came in these two teams' second game against each other in 2005. First game was 1999 uh, against the 49ers here in Jacksonville. Second game against the 49ers in Jacksonville. The Jags won 10-9 in 2005. But since then, 49ers 20 to 3 in 2009, 49ers 42 to 10 in Jacksonville in 2013, and then the 49ers 44 to 33 in 2017. That was a game at the 49ers towards uh Christmas time, Christmas Eve game. I remember that game. Jaguars trying to make a playoff push and they just could not beat the West Coast team. So those are some trends to go look at in this game now. The 49ers coming off a short week after playing on Monday Night Football in one of the more impressive outings of any team this season, beating the LA Rams 31-10. to And the Rams had just gotten Von Miller into the game, into their system. Odell Beckham Jr. was there as well. However, the Rams did lose Robert Woods. Um, but still a very impressive victory for the 49ers who for Jaguar fans a few weeks ago, looking at this game looked kind of like a winnable game. And now it's going to be extremely difficult. This 49ers team is three and one on the road this season. And after starting two and one, they've gone two and four out of their last six. However, their biggest win of the season uh, by far came this past week on Monday Night Football against those Rams. The 49ers are 2-5 and five against the spread this year, uh, this season as favorites. Keep that in mind. And the Jaguars are 4-2 and two against the spread 
over their last six games, two and two straight up with wins against the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills in that stretch, losses to the Seahawks um, in that stretch before uh, beating the Buffalo Bills in that huge victory, obviously last week, uh, losing to the Indianapolis Colts 23-17. to But there were some good takeaways from that game against the Colts that I think Jaguar fans should feel inspired by. Holding Jonathan Taylor in check the third uh, quarter and on, really the second quarter and on, the third uh, last third quarter of the game, I should say. So first quarter, Jonathan Taylor gashed the Jaguars. And then from there, he only had about 26 rushing yards, second, third, and fourth quarter combined. And they did a good job on defense protecting against Carson Wentz, Michael Pittman, and the Colts offense. But this is going to be an interesting matchup, contrary to the Jaguars-Colts matchup, where it was a strengths versus strengths matchup. This is a very this is very much a strengths versus weakness matchup. When you look at these two teams, and we'll start on the offensive side of the ball, the strength for the Jaguars is definitely their running game. If you look at the Jaguars running game, they're second in the season in yards per carry at 5.1 yards per carry going up against a 49ers rush defense that allowed five yards per carry against the Rams in that win. And they're allowing 4.4 yards per carry, which is tied for 18th in the NFL, 123 yards per game on rush uh, in their rush defense. So the Jaguars have to run the ball, getting James Robinson back last week in a limited role, 12 carries for 57 yards looked okay in that game. I think the game flow against the Colts went away from the run. I think the Jags were playing catch up similar to the week one game against the Texans. Urban Meyer really tried to put the ball in Trevor Lawrence's hand and force the ball downfield. I think this game, the Jaguars are going to have to lean on the run, get James Robinson into space, run the ball against this 49ers defense who has not been that great against the run. When you look at the 49ers offense, however, they are kind of a multidimensional team, especially with Swiss Army Knife. That'll be the key word for this entire week for Jags fans. Debo Samuel on the 49ers offense is a weapon. 133 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns against the Rams on Monday Night Football. And he has 979 yards this season, which is actually second most in nine games for the 49ers in franchise history, second only behind Jerry Rice. He did have five catches on five targets, 497 yards and a touchdown. One of his touchdowns was a rushing touchdown. You saw from right within the red zone, about 12 yards out, I think it was, for Debo Samuel. So the Jaguars are going to have to keep an eye on how the 49ers try to utilize Debo Samuel. When you look elsewhere at their running game, Eli Mitchell has been fantastic this year as well. 4.8 yards per carry, 80 yards per game, and three touchdowns. He did miss some games middle of the season a few weeks ago. However, he is back. He looks healthy, and he looks like he's a man on a mission uh, in these games. So the Jaguars run defense, which ranks fifth in yards per carry, have to bow up against Eli Mitchell and the 49ers. Elsewhere on the 49ers offense, you look at George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the league, top three tight end, right up there with Kelsey, right up there with Waller. You, you've seen Kittle. You know about Kittle. George Kittle, five catches on seven targets, 50 yards and a touchdown against the LA Rams. And Kittle's typically the type of receiving tight end that can pick up chunk yards. He is almost like a third or fourth wide receiver whenever he is on the field. He didn't have that many yards against the Rams, but I think he picked up a few key first downs. He's a possession receiver as well. He had a nice touchdown, fought off a few defenders for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. So George Kittle is going to have to have himself a game as well. And when you look at the receiving stats for the 49ers, they rank second in yards 
per catch, receiving right around 12.8 yards per catch, which is very frightening if you're the Jaguars. They have played very well of recent, allowing under 230 yards over their last three games uh, and the, it, through the air. However, those games get, came against Geno Smith. As we know, Josh Allen had one of his worst games, and then Carson Wentz. So this will be another quarterback in similar standing going up against Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers, who, quite frankly, the 49ers quarterback room is as cluttered as they come. They believe they have the quarterback of the future. They are starting the quarterback that they thought was their future in Jimmy Garoppolo, but the 49ers receiving core should have a field day against the Jaguar secondary. That is unless the Jaguars front seven can continue to play with speed and play uh, physical. The front seven and specifically the front four with Josh Allen, 41 tackles on the year, five and a half sacks and 13 quarterback hits has been phenomenal for the Jaguars. That's been the difference maker in a lot of these close games the Jags have seen the last month and a half or so. Josh Allen getting after the quarterback, Dewan Smoot getting after the quarterback. Those are going to force the quarterbacks on the opposition to make very dangerous, difficult throws, get out of the pocket type throws. And I think that's why the Jaguars secondary has looked great of recent. When you look at the Jaguars' completion percentage on defense, they are last in the league in yards per attempt. So when you when you are looking at this type of game, it if the 49ers cannot beat the Jaguars on the ground, there is still room for them to succeed through the air. So that is something I am looking at in this game. Uh, offensively for the Jags, Trevor Lawrence, we know, has not had the greatest season, eight touchdowns, nine interceptions, uh, mediocre yardage, yards per attempt, all that good stuff. But over the last three games, he has been quite honestly below average, under five yards per attempt, completion percentage under 60% each of the last three games, and a quarterback rating under 70. So not good statistics for Trevor Lawrence over these last three games. And that does not bode well going up against a 49ers defense that does not have many holes in the secondary. They rank uh, second in the league in interceptions, I believe it is. They have two pick sixes on the year. Um, so the secondary for the 49ers, they had two against Matthew Stafford. They held him in check entirely in that Monday night victory. Two interceptions versus the Rams, which is uh, in the first quarter, and two pick sixes, which ranks first in the NFL. It's tied up there with another team. Their rush defense is susceptible, though. 12 rushing touchdowns allowed this season, as I mentioned earlier, some of the yards per carries. Statistics, again, going back to James Robinson is the key here. You have to take advantage of the run defense of the 49ers being lackluster. And before that Rams game on Monday night, the 49ers defense was giving up 27.2 points per game. So that's a big number for a team that has high aspirations, obviously sitting at four and five right now, uh, hoping to get back in the playoff picture. Many would believe this is almost a guaranteed victory for the 49ers. I don't know if that is the case, but back to Trevor Lawrence for a second, since we are talking about the 49ers defense, Trevor Lawrence was 16 of 35 last week. By far one of his worst performances, only 162 yards, and he only has one multi-touchdown game this season. That was week one against the Texans, where we saw him throw for three touchdowns as well as three interceptions. We all remember that game. Uh, the hot takes were coming out after that immediately. A lot of Jags fans didn't know what to do with themselves, but I want to continue to see Trevor Lawrence progress. I think I need to see this offense really open up for him, and I think that begins with James Robinson putting the ball across you know, three, four yards per carry and getting the Jaguars into comfortable situations on third down and potentially even fourth down. 
The big, other big note is cut down on the penalties. The Jaguars are not a good enough team to overcome mass penalties. They had eight offensive penalties last week, which were all the penalties in the game for the Jaguars. They had eight penalties for 79 yards versus the Colts. And when you're a two and eight team, two and seven team right now, that is not a good sign. You cannot overcome penalties when you're already near the bottom in the league and overall standings, overall scoring, and so on from there. You have to cut down on the dumb penalties. We saw a big play by Dan Arnold wiped out by a Chris Manhurts block uh, late in the third quarter or middle of the third quarter, I believe it was. Those types of plays need to stop. This cannot continue to happen if the Jaguars expect to upset some of these teams. And moving forward, I expect the Jaguars to be underdog underdogs, excuse me, in every game. The 49ers sit right now at six and a half point favorites. I do think that's a pretty lofty number. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of that comes from them beating the Rams 31 to 10, albeit a great victory. I think sometimes these point spreads can get skewed by recency bias. I think the 49ers at their core, my opinion, this should be more of a three and a half, four point spread for the 49ers, especially given what the Jaguars have done recently over the last month on defense. Other than that, going to be an interesting game just to watch how the game flow works. I'd like to see the Jaguars control the time of possession uh, a little bit more than they did against the Colts. Uh, again, the Colts 20 minutes to 10 minutes at halftime. However, the Jags were still within reach of that game at halftime versus the Colts. Uh, Jags secondary allowing 101.8 passer rating to opposing quarterbacks. And you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, only 182 yards last week on 19 pass attempts, but 9.6 yards per attempt. He was averaging almost a first down per attempt every time he threw the ball. And I expect him to continue to try and throw the ball against this Jaguar secondary. So keys to the game, getting James Robinson working, getting him moving, getting him on the ground and running. That's going to increase our time of possession. That's going to cut down on the pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully this game doesn't get out of control early like we saw the Colts game. That way the Jaguars can stick to their game plan and run James Robinson. Second key to the game is cutting down penalties. No free yards towards the San Francisco 49ers. And if you can do that, I think there's a good chance the Jaguars will remain competitive in this game. Now, do I believe the Jaguars will win this game? No, I do not. I think the Jaguars lose this game 24 to 20. Um, it will hit the under, which is 46 points, I believe. I think it's going to be 24 to 20, potentially 24 23. But ultimately, I think the 49ers have too much to play for right now. They are creeping back into the NFC playoff picture. So we'll see if the Jaguars can do what they need to do to uh, keep this game close and potentially pull out a victory, have another last minute late late game drive to potentially win the game, which we saw Trevor Lawrence fumble on first down near the 50 yard line, fumbled away the chances for the Jaguars to beat the Colts in week 10 should be a fun one week 11 on Fox at 1 PM. Be sure to tune in, subscribe to the channel for more Jaguar content. Go follow us on Instagram at the Puji podcast. Go follow us on Twitter at Puji podcast and on Facebook as well. Would love to hear your thoughts, comments, opinions on this game. Maybe put your score predictions below, but whatever you do, go make this world a better place.